everyone, this is Cletus, and you're listening to Cletus and Vlad Show, Living in America. As always, we have our favorite commie host and our fact checker, Vlad and Doc. Today is a very special episode as we have our first guest, Duke. A couple of announcements to make really quick before we get started. We do donate half the proceeds we get from the show to charities and local animal shelters, and we will be posting that after the holidays. Second, you can catch all of our episodes on Spotify. That link can be found on our Facebook page or simply searching the Cletus and Vlad show uh, on your Spotify account. Finally, it's important to remind ourselves these are friendly arguments to shed light on different topics at the common man level. In order to do so, we must drink beer and coexist because, damn it, that's what Lady Liberty would do. With that being said, let's start the show off. So, Duke, how you been? What's been going on? I'm pretty good, Cletus. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to be your first guest. Yeah. So... The reason we brought you on the show is because our, our episode is actually called The Homeless Apocalypse. And today we're drinking, well, whatever we could find. <laughs> so, you know, Duke, I know a little bit about what you do, but can you explain what your day-to-day looks like? And, you know, you do work with the homeless, but I don't know exactly what that means. Yeah, so I'm a shelter supervisor at a homeless shelter for women. So right now we have uh, 82 women in a transitional program. So hopefully the goal is that they're transitioning out of homelessness into um, a living situation. So we have case managers that work with them, try to connect them to resources, and then we also just hire a social worker to help with um, any mental health things that are going on with them. So I'm basically in charge of the day-to-day operations of the shelter and just trying to help that operate and help these pe- these women get into shelters or get into housing. So how do you kick these guys out? I mean, you see them all the time. I mean, it's got to be annoying. <laughs> like, God, get a job, you bums. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're doing with their life. Um, so the reason why we're kind of talking about this is, is as of late, there's been a lot of cleanups going around town. I don't know if you guys saw on that. It's kind of I wild. didn't know that. I mean, you live in more, more urban spot than me, so I wasn't even aware of that. But. Yeah. I looked into it a little bit after you told me about it, but prior to you making me aware, I was not aware of it. Well, yeah, so they've been what they've been doing is these 10 cities, they've been getting really big. And what they ended up doing was going around, and they basically um, threw away all their crap. All the stuff they had, they basically had a bulldozer come by pick everything up and throw it in the dumps and everything. Now, the reason why this is a big issue is because of the settlement agreement that Colorado has. Like, you have to give, no matter what kind of person they are in a living situation, you have to be able to give them a, a, no, a week's notice that they're going to be, they can't be in this spot. So what the actual definition is, like simplified, is the proposed settlement establish, establishes policy for how and when the city must notify people experiencing homelessness about upcoming sweeps and how these people can retrieve their belongings. And that's according to the uh, mayor, uh, Hancock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so have you experienced a lot of people like that coming through with that kind of instance? Have you heard a lot of that around your area? Um, yeah, I've heard a little bit about that and that we're actually starting to try to open more shelters because of the street sweeping that's happening. Um, but I didn't know as much... Yeah, the end depth of it. I guess when you look further yeah. into that stuff, would you say that are you, well? First of all, is the shelter you run private or funded by the city? Um. So right now it's private, but there are other shelters that are opening that are going to be funded by the city. Yeah, I guess that brings up the question in my mind as to whether these sort of street sweeps and such would be financially ineffective if they cost more money to open up more shelters than it does to remove. Not something I've researched right. at all, just something, a question that popped into my head. Well, do you, yeah. do you agree That's with true. the sweeps? No, well, so I think that, um, I think that they need to, if they're doing these sweeps, they need to have, um, like, resources available for them, and they need mm-hmm. to basically open up more shelters 
for them. Otherwise, otherwise they can't be you know kicking them out because they're just going to move to another location. They're not going to have anywhere to go. So they need yeah, to be giving them more room if they're going to be doing these sweeps. Yeah, they definitely want to solve no the problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's not like oh I don't want this tent on this sidewalk, so I'm throwing it away. Oh well, that's no longer a homeless person. So yeah, they would just move. Right. So exactly. you need to me you you need the and it sounds like that's what they're doing. There's going to be increased state funding for so, shelters. I feel like that's what you just said, Vlad. That's a good point. Like it could be. He's docking more. We can leave that part in. Yeah. Yeah. That's just fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, Doc, I think the point you just made is actually a really good point that it could be financially ineffective, but also, I mean, it's one of those things you got to weigh, even if it's lose. I mean, usually helping poor people is not going to make you money. Like, it yeah. still could be overall net positive if these shelters are doing a good job rehabilitating so them. i actually have something to bring up uh before you know when you got your colorado ballot to vote there i believe there was a section there saying they're going to raise the income tax by a certain amount of money i think it was like a small percentage mm-hmm. i voted no on that because i don't think they explained it i mean i don't have my ballot i'd have to go back i have to go pick it up and dig it up and look what they said but when they outlined it, it didn't look very clear where that money was going to. And I think that's why most people, when they see like that tax increase, they're like, oh, you're taxing me more? Where is the money going? Like, If it's going to the right place, I'm totally okay for it. And that's the Republican side of me saying that. Yeah. But because it's so vague of where it's really going, and I don't think any, any, Republic, any politician, for any matter, has a sense of where that money's going to go. Yeah. Yeah, this is a point that Vlad has made to me a couple of times. Whereas the reason that people are upset with taxes a lot of the time is because either one they're vague or two they just disagree with what it's going towards if you want to go into what you've talked about with that then go ahead because you can explain it better yeah i guess the principle of that point and it relates to homelessness and everything is that um if you just i guess i'll start with this if you have a distrust of the government and how they and how efficient they are at accomplishing what they say they're trying to accomplish give them the benefit of doubt say they're actually trying to accomplish it um then the the problem with that is why would you want to pay anything in taxes if you just think your money is going to be mostly wasted? It's like if if you knew like I've talked to a lot of people who are very against raising taxes, but when I asked them the question like what you just said, when I asked what if you knew where every cent was going and it was things you really agreed with and it was like actually clearly improving people's lives, it's like I think everyone most people would be like yeah I'm fine with that then. So. Back to the sweeps is kind of like why I, I'm for it, and I'm also like I have some sympathy for it because most people don't know my mm-hmm. uncle was homeless, you know, God, as long as I can remember, he was homeless. Mm-hmm. I remember going down to um, Salvation Army, you know, down here and helping him out with my mom. Um, but I, I can see why people go homeless, and I can see why they can't get out of it. Part of it is drug use, part of it is mental, you know, something's wrong with them, like, you know, which I, you sympathize for to a point, right? Yeah. Um, another reason why, you know, the, the sweeps I think were necessary is they were, they were gross. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they were terrible living conditions. I know that's not like a good reason for it, but it's, it's, it's not healthy. It's not safe. The health and disease prevention, uh, prevention, how am I saying it right? Came out and they found like, um, one of the diseases there that was starting to spread. I think it was like, um, God, what is it? It was like a very bad disease that they found in World War One. Like, uh, not trench foot, but it's like... Cholera or some shit? No, it's, it's like a fever oh, I kind of know like what you that. mean. You know I can't recall, about? but I It was like some kind of like some like fever. I have it here. Um, 
Yeah, again, I mean, when you get oh, into that. Oh, yeah, so, so there was, so this is actually from Denver, Denver for, uh, Fox 31 Denver and Channel 4 News in Colorado, that there was a, uh, a triple shooting, so that's another reason why I don't want the, the large tent cities there, they need to have a suite, so they can put people in these homes and actually build them up, but it also was a triple shooting that killed one person in the camps um, last, you know, during the week, and then uh, health officials said they were investigating a handful of cases of trench foot, actually it was trench foot, and uh, transmitted from body lice, you know, during, um, mm. which was found during soldiers of World War One. Yeah. So, I mean, when you have that and you're around, like, a lot of public areas, you see them sleeping, I mean, that... It, that's worse than like what COVID is is right now because of those it is like diseases. a health concern. It's a it's yeah. a very big and they're defecating wherever they are. You can't. I mean, out in my front of my apartment, I can't tell what's human poop or what's animal shit. Oh, it's my poop. <laughs> <laughs> you need to it's see a fine. doctor because you look, you seem sick. But I uh, see. I guess that if you're doing the street sweeping, you need to have like an effective plan for what you're going to yeah. do with this homeless population. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You can, yeah. So as of late, what Denver has done is they've come up with these. Um, s- sanctioned campsites, and I don't know if your company has talked about that or if they've you've been involved in that, but it's in a couple of churches. And basically, what they're doing is they're setting up these trans these uh what is the word I just said like uh tent centers sanctioned uh, areas. Sanct- yes, thank you. Sanctioned tent centers, mm-hmm. and it's only for trans w- transgender and women. Mm-hmm. And you know they're going to be monitored all the time with staffing. But like, how successful can that really be? You know what I'm saying? Because like. There's so many people coming in with drugs. Like, there's re- and the same report from Fox News that they witnessed people shooting up heroin. Uh, actually, one rape charge. One, someone was getting raped or something. They couldn't really make it up, but they said it seemed like it was unnecessary touching. Uh-huh. Didn't know if it was a man or a woman. But, I mean, that's the kind of yeah. reason why those sweeps should be like that. And yeah. Put them like in the monitored areas. I, I feel like I want to ask Duke this. Like, how often do you, like... What seems to be common variables in homeless people? Do they like? Do you think mental health is a huge issue? Do you think it's just a smaller issue? Do you think drug use is a huge issue? Is it just a small portion? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know how much you know, or like, or what does your intuition tell you? Like if you if you're based on your time stuff. I mean, I would definitely say like addiction is definitely a huge issue, like drug and alcohol okay. addiction. Um, but I also do think that mental health is a pretty big issue as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you have you know like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or like dementia. Things like that. If you don't have like a very good support system, then it's very easy for you to become homeless. Yeah, God, it had to be like a decade ago. I read something and I it's almost useless to uh, cite anything because I don't remember the numbers. But um, it was some crazy percentage of homeless are schizophrenic, and it actually works both ways. Like it, they were schizophrenic, which makes it hard to do anything, so they became homeless, lost their job, everything like that. And also vice versa, people who didn't have schizophrenia who went homeless became schizophrenic over time oh, wow. because of this high stress on them so i guess yeah that makes sense that's just that's crazy to think about but i mean it's not too surprising i guess that mental health would be an issue for someone with that high like that high stress of a lifestyle you mentioned something about um permanent how permanent homes mm-hmm. what like when i think of a permanent home is that like are they monitored through the homeless shelter and the permanent home that they get located to or is it like they're like you got a permanent home, now figure it out um, it depends on like what program then. A lot, a lot of times they do have like case managers that will you know still check up on them and they'll meet with them you know like weekly, mm-hmm. um, just to make sure they're getting progress and that they're like you know keeping their job and um, you know staying stable. Yeah. But it really it really depends. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you briefly while we were on the topic of drug addiction is when you see like what are 
I'm trying to figure out the right way to ask this, I guess, but, like, what are the sort of the processes used by your shelter specifically to sort of combat those things? Like, is it just a straight-up no-tolerance policy where if you see someone with drugs, it's just like you're back out on the street? Or is it something more lenient? Do you help them with potential rehab? Like, how does that go? So if they do have, like, drugs or alcohol on property, then they do. They do get kicked out. That's not tolerated. But it is a wet, wet shelter right now, which means that they can come in under the influence mm-hmm. as long as they aren't, like, disrupting the shelter. And that then, um, yeah, and then basically we do have, like, if it is an issue for them, as long as they don't become too disruptive, then we'll do have case managers that will work with them and try to get them, you know, more resources. Yeah. Do you, don't you think that that's kind of ironic, though? You're going to get kicked out of a homeless shelter for being drunk? Well... Doesn't that kind of, like, like not the, help the purpose of them well, getting off the streets? Yeah, but the reason for that is because, like, at time, like if they become... A lot of times it's a safety issue for other people in the shelter. Like, if they become really rambunctious and they're really drunk, you know, drunk, um, then it just becomes a safety issue for everybody else because they start acting up and they start, like, threatening other people or getting into fights. So then at that point you have to, you know, worry about the safety of everybody. At, at the shelters, when they're, are they, are they, do they have private rooms or are they all, like, kind of bunks? lined up next to each other they're pretty much just lined up next to each other yeah i that's i mean that's kind of another reason like yeah i think that's just so ironic that mm-hmm. you can you're, you can come under the influence but you can't bring it in but you'll be kicked out so it's like it's kind of like a very fine line of how how am i going to get off the streets right yeah. it kind of makes sense in a way to me though because if you're bringing it in you're risking you're you're an enabler of all the addicted people there like however many like alcoholics are at a given homeless shelter uh, if you're bringing it in, you're helping them stay addicted, essentially. But if yeah. you just if you just went out and got drunk, I mean, I know a common thing a lot of people think is like, well, that's a horrible way to use your money, and obviously it is. It's just easier said than done to not spend your money on an addiction, especially if you're hopeless. Like you've been if you've been homeless for decades, you tried for a while, and now you're kind of just giving up. It's like you've accepted this is how it is, which I'm not saying is right or wrong, but I think that's the case for a lot of people, just kind of this learned helplessness. Oh, yeah. I would I would, assu- I would, assume that, I mean, I know anecdotal evidence is not valid evidence, but I mean, it was, it was, uh, like... I wouldn't say that. I would say it's valid. My well, Some people might argue that just because... You just can't use it to argue overarching statistics, but no, that doesn't I mean, make it invalid. I guess what I'm agreeing with Vlad is saying, like, you know... If you've accepted it, you've accepted it. Mm-hmm. Like, we would help out my uncle to a point. You know, we'd give him some money. We'd, you know, he had a he had a cell phone. I think he had a cell phone. I can't remember. But we'd help him out a little bit every now and then. But people would, you know, just accept it. And he he was one of them. I think he just so if you couldn't get out of it. So if you don't mind me asking, what's going on with him now? He's dead. Okay. <laughs> wow! Um, Thanks, Doc. Uh, no. what, what age was he at the time of the Oh God! Away? This was like two years after my grandmother died, when I was—I think I was like fifteen. So, so did he young. die young while homeless? He died homeless. He, yeah, he died homeless. Okay. Uh, but he wasn't addicted to—he wasn't addicted to uh, drugs or alcohol. I think he just mentally just something. I mean, he something happened in his childhood that mm-hmm. scarred him. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like that was kind of going against him too, and you know. A lot of other things. Uh, I mean, my my grandma was a wild cat for sure. I mean, uh-huh. she was. There were stories of her where I can probably tell. Not saying that my grandma was a bad parent to my mom and her three brothers, but it just wasn't like something happened to him that wasn't taken care of. Because back then, mental health wasn't yeah. a big you know oh, yeah. thing. Right? Yeah, it was pretty much. Ignored. But to kind of be on like um, 
switching back to the the sweeps is like I I like I said last podcast I just moved down here and it's there's definitely a sense of tension here and I don't know if you guys have driven down here before during the daytime or people that have um, Wazee Street where the course field is that used to be you know do you know what I'm talking about because um, you the one well, I don't know where your homeless shelter is. It's somewhat close. Somewhat close. Yeah. So on Wazi Street, there was like, it's like a block long. There was, I couldn't count how many tents and homeless people would just walk the street. It looked like mm-hmm. Skid Row. Worse than the capital? Well, they will. So it's funny that you say that because that article that I brought up, Pol- Governor Polis and Mayor Hancock said it was getting to the point where it was unhealthy. It was... It was safe to people's health. They were hazard. spreading diseases. It was a hazard. And so they kicked everybody off. And then the riots happened. So they basically were like, nah, we're done. So they, they blocked everything off, put fences around, and they basically moved all the homeless people out. I don't know if people of your shelters have been talking about that, but that's kind of what happened. Okay. Hmm. But when I would go down to, like, because I would go down to Chipotle off 16th, and I would pass that area, and it was, like, it was, it was nerve-wracking, you know, because they don't care. I mean, most of, I mean, I'm not going to say all homeless people, but they just don't care about who's who's around you. They do what they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talked about kicking people out of your homeless shelter. Do you mm-hmm. experience like people just come in and just don't give a shit and just you know I'm just doing what I want? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, that does have. That's why you have to have like, you know structures and rules, obviously, within the homeless shelter. But how far um, can those rules but, like can so, subdue somebody and tell you like this person can't come in no matter what? You're banned from being homeless at our homeless shelter. So <laughs> if, it's like a, if there's like a permanent ban, it basically has to be somebody think like they're either um you know get like aggressive or violent, mm-hmm. or um or they you know threaten somebody to kill somebody things like that. Do you have any instances where that's happened to you? Um, so nobody's have. I mean, yeah, I've I've gotten hit before, but <laughs> you've gotten hit. Yeah, but I'm not very often. I mean, it's only happened once, actually. I don't know how but, I respond to that. Yeah. I, would, I would drop a dude. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's very rare. Like staff, almost never. You know, people are very, very aggressive towards staff. Um, but usually, it's more towards each other. And then at that point, you would like call the police, and then you tell them. You know, they tell them they have to leave. What is the main reason they get aggressive towards each other? Is it like usually? Um, a lot of time, it's because they're under the influence, or they have mental health problem stuff going on. It's, is and it? Then it's I don't because, mean to interrupt you, but yeah. like. Um, is it ever like you see? Because when I assume that people get aggressive, is another third reason is like they have something they want. I mean, yeah, that can be some of it. Like a lot of times, it's just mm-hmm. they're um, honestly they're just like annoying each other. Oh, really? um, yeah, a lot of the time. Like these two like, idiots like, do well, to me. Well, sometimes they like it took like an hour <laughs> for us to even set up and be like pizza right. time, Buzz Lightyear, exactly. I mean, <laughs> idiots. I mean, a lot of times it is because like they could like they might steal something from somebody else, and yeah, then obviously somebody will get really aggressive towards them then. Um, so what's your sort of policy with that? Like if someone that. steals something and someone else gets aggressive towards them, do you give both of them, like, yeah, kick both of them out? Is that that's how that correct, works? correct, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, but if somebody steals something and the other person punches them, then the person who punches them will get longer than the person who stole. So retaliation is huh. is more... If they, if they actually hit them, If yes. it's violent. If they, it's violent, yeah. That's oh, interesting. God. Not enough kids got beat up when they were younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I mean, that's exactly how schools do it, too. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a problem with that. For yeah. that reason, I, I hate that line of logic. Oh, every, everyone does. But anyway, so um, when you see people on the streets holding up that I'm hungry sign, here's when I have a prop, Here's why I don't give money to them, because I've seen the same guys walking around town, and the guy pulls out an iPhone, or he's talking to somebody, or he looks like he just got new fresh Jordans, or, or he's wearing like brand new Adidas, or he doesn't look homeless. How often do you see that? Pretty right off of um, Spear. 
in Aurora Parkway, I see the same guy saying, I'm hungry, I need food, I need money, and yeah. he's listening to headphones on an iPhone. One thing I can say about that is, I mean, I can't speak to the Jordans or anything like that, but if you're homeless and you don't have a house and a desk and computer, how do you expect to get a job without a smartphone? Yeah, I don't blame well, anyone I, for getting a phone. Well, But if you're buying expensive clothes, then you're, I mean, maybe they already had them. Well, I, I mean... It, so the reason why I say that is because there have people that have scammed that. People have scammed the homeless look, and they come, you know, they yeah, make money. On it. That's a thing, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also like you can, like you said, there's programs out there, correct, mm -hmm. to get them off the street. Right. So if I look at that, and you're on the side of the street with an iPhone, what? How you're abusing that program where like my tax dollars are going? Like, are you really being homeless? Or are you just being but, lazy? Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like it's much easier generally to like have a job. And go to that every day than like you know bum on the street like wait that. wait you're saying it's easier to go i think it's easier to have a job and then go to that every day than like hold up a sign and make money that way and get like donations so. that way you would i mean i i agree with you i think you, how hard is it's gonna be way harder to sit outside on the corner with the sign on like, i don't yeah i don't think those people would be lazy if they if they have money and so like that. the reason know. why i bring that up is i like i like i said i use a lot of my experience with my uncle as he said he he said this when we were picking them up it says don't if you see the people on the corner don't ever give them money they don't need it huh that's what he's told me mm -hmm. and i asked why he was like they just don't need it they have they have resources for it they just don't they choose not to do it so that's why but yeah, i that's fair but i understand like it's got to be mentally harder but if you just don't give a shit and like you think that's your home you're used to it you get to accustomed that's where you're gonna go you or there's even some weird sense of pride even though you should never be prideful about like that but it's like There'd almost be a sense of pride, I think, in some people it would be like, no, I don't need a homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm figuring this out myself. I mean, kind of. You're like, well, you're asking for money, so you could argue yeah. if it's yourself or not. But like, they, they, I think some, I think some people would have pride in the fact that they're like, like, no, like, I'm gonna get through this. Like, I'm gonna get through this. Like, well, I, I, I kind of find that you, like you said, like, there, how many people, homeless people, you know, that come in are associated with gangs. Is there is there, there that yeah there are there are can you elaborate on like well, how do you how do you, how do you identify the homeless person that's in a gang versus just a normal homeless person? I mean, normally like it's like it's really difficult. So like I mean, you you'd only hear that through like hearsay or like from other you know other participants talking to you about stuff like that. But um, you know, it's hard to yeah, it's hard to differentiate. What do you do when you find a homeless uh, a gang member that's homeless? So basically, you I mean, you still like couldn't really do anything. You still offer them the resources. Unless um, they do something to threaten, you know, somebody in the shelter or the shelter itself. Otherwise, you'd still be giving them the resources. If they're a non-violent gang yeah. member, I guess it's not really a concern. That's kind of like, an oxymoron. I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't <laughs> I bet most people are, who are in a I'm gang a never do shit. Well, yeah, they could just be like lookouts. Because like the point that I was making is like in another article I read from um, the Sun News is that there's been, you know an increase of like gang participation from homelessness in certain geographical locations where they uh -huh. people homeless people are resorting to gangs for safety, you know. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me at all. And like when you say people are being pride, you see that guy at the same time at the same spot. Yeah. You know, you could a gang is selling drugs, you'd be like, hey, you're gonna see this guy's gonna look like this standing on this corner. You go to give him he I need food, I need I need, you know, this, you give him a toy and he's gonna turn around and like slip you a sack or something, you know? There is that potential that has happened like that too, and I mean the article I read is they've caught people like that. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. but, but I mean, 
I guess when you get into how that affects like the shelter and stuff, that would classify as nonviolent. I think it would affect the shelter if the homeless guy made off with the money, and they would come to the, sh you know, basically just kind of like Hollywood <laughs> fantasizing about it. But like, the, say the bomb was supposed to return the money to like the the guy, the boss guy, and he didn't. You know how they gonna, oh, how they're gonna get in contact oh, with him if he didn't have a cell phone or if he lost it or the phone died? They'd go to the shelter and then they'd be asking about it and then it would get a little suspicious, right? Does that ever happen? Or you got It's probably a lot quieter than you really know. Yeah, usually usually it's quieter than we know. Like if that if something like that, um, I mean yeah, something like we, so we don't disclose anybody's information obviously. And so if somebody you know came looking right. for somebody, we would say like so you yeah, we say I don't know if they're here or not. We can't tell you. Yeah. Um, but um. Yeah, in a situation like that, I mean, we deal with that situation, but it doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen too often that that specific situation. I would, I would, I would assume it doesn't, but I mean, you kind of have to assume just because it could ever know. It's a possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it is. I think a huge problem when it comes to when people argue about like if you should give money to like the homeless people on the corner and stuff, is that like you don't know how likely things are. It's like you don't know what the odds are. Like, are there some people? faking homeless to get money yeah probably i mean i know there are i've seen people literally like admit it anonymous anonymously on websites but is that like 10 percent of them is that 50 percent of them i doubt it but i'm just telling you know what i mean like you don't yeah. know like it, or it's like is this guy just gonna go buy drugs in the next 30 seconds are we doing this or is he gonna buy food like since you don't know the odds of anything i think that's where all this debate comes in of like if you should give them money i think that's like very good point because I, I know people do it out of the kindness of their heart because yeah. they don't they just it's a face value thing like doc looks homeless as hell i mean he, he needs a haircut i think he had didn't get a haircut two years before covid even started <laughs> but i haven't had a haircut since 2019 <laughs> like, like i said the first podcast i think we picked you up because you looked homeless and you were gonna fit our next episode yeah now we got two guests <laughs> well you just won't leave my house you think this is the shelter <laughs> but i mean I have friends that that feed the homeless because they feel good doing about it. They feel like they're they you know they're giving back mm -hmm. to people with less. I understand that completely. Mm -hmm. I just think that and I'm not opposed to doing. It. I don't want people to think that like oh I hate the homeless. I just yeah. hate when they pee on my stuff. <laughs> I can smell it. Um, they pee all the way up this oh, tall tower from the street. Some that of those guys impressive. are talented. They should they should be on the hub. <laughs> but like. <laughs> I mean, side note, it's like, my, like, I can smell the homeless piss and the, and the dog piss. You know, sometimes, like, it's like I'm living back in Greeley. Like, the, like, a lot the blood like smell. It's, well, the Salvation Army is right over there. It's a, yeah. two or blocks down and to the right. right. Yeah, it's that, it's and that also way. that way by the train tracks. Yeah, too, so. but I mean, it's, it's rancid. And, you know, I pay a lot of good, I pay good money to live in a nice apartment where I don't want to be around it. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm all I'm all for the shelters and I'm all for all the sweeps because you get them away from me and you, I, you know, not to sound like an asshole, but keep the riffraff out because I pay good money. I want to feel like I, my money is going to the right places. I've earned it. That does you seem know. deflecting of the problem, though. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a double. It's just like you know, we're gonna kick you out of the homeless shelter because you're being too homeless. Well, yeah. I mean, again, like Duke said earlier, like the sweeps don't seem like an inherently bad thing as long as you have a program in place for something somewhere they can go afterwards i agree so yeah. but if you don't live down here you don't really feel that tension like if you just like you guys are just visiting you don't really bless you Thank you me. don't really feel that animosity you're used to it 
Mm-hmm. Like you're you're around that all the time. You right. kind of get like numb to the, you know, you're not aversion to it anymore. But like when I'm down here, like I'm probably sure would get used to it. But like I feel a little nervous going in certain areas because there's just so many of them, you know. And like I've heard stories of like there's a story um the same article from uh, Channel Four News that they found guns, heroin um out in Skid Row. There's a cop that patrols an area in Skid Row, and he's found heroin and guns there, too. It, it makes me a little unsettling because it just, if you're already mentally ill and you're homeless, no one's really watching out for you, like, you know, to a point, right? Mm-hmm. And they can act up. So I feel safer that the sweeps have happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what you're, like, I, I don't think you're saying you feel unsafe because you think homeless people have bad intentions. I think you're no. just saying, like, they're more volatile because... Yes. Exactly. Mostly High mental stress, issues, mental yeah. health, like, yeah, which I'd agree with, like, I was in Seattle once to just, I wanted to, like, hit some bars with a buddy, and we got off the train, and there was just, like, like, the first two blocks, and Seattle is notorious for homeless, like, way worse than Denver, um, and the first two blocks were just, like, so many homeless people, and it's, I didn't even think, like, whoa, like, I'm uncomfortable because these people are going to rob me. I mean, I literally, like, was dressed in, like, sweats and shit. It's not like they can tell I you had any homeless. money. I mean, you guys fit, like, yeah. this episode perfectly. <laughs> you guys have face for radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've said that for quite a while. See, ultimately, when it comes down to how I dress, I just want to, I just want to fit in. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyways, like, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't even like, oh, I fear that they have bad intentions to me. It was just like, like, some of them were just, like, literally like staring at the building the concrete building like yeah. babbling and stuff and it's just like well i don't care. like if i saw a person dressed in a suit that looked like a billionaire doing that it's like this is fucking weird like that makes me uncomfortable you're, so you're saying no matter what the person was wearing it'd be weird no matter yeah what. Okay. it's just like it's just like whoa just this person is just not behaving how i've ever seen someone well, i think if i saw the billionaire doing it versus the homeless person i would think or the, the person dressed like a millionaire billionaire be mm-hmm. like yeah bad day at work if i said the homeless guy did i'm like what drugs he on no, not with like what I'm talking about. Like, well, there's you, more than balance. Like, they're like rocking back and forth and like twitching. Yeah, I mean, it's I would. Like, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but like to me, I would just kind of be like, someone had a bad day, or uh, what? What did he take? You know? Yeah. But, uh, you made a point. Like you're saying, Oregon had one of the one of the top cities with the homelessness. Yeah, I said Seattle. Well, Seattle's in Washington, but yeah. But oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you said Oregon. But they're both like. Well, yeah. So Portland is bad with it too. So the top. Ten states of homelessness, uh, Washington and Oregon fall in the top ten. Yeah. Ironically, they're Democrat states. Anyway. But our top two states are California and New York. Again, Democrat. You guys don't know what you're doing. But we should talk about what the causation of that yeah, when, is. Well before I'm we can get to that later, but like a point that I want to really hit on, I'm stopping it because I don't know what I'm gonna say. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, before I lose this thought is, you know, people you know, you said living on like subways and stuff like that. Mm. Doc, you, you brought up a very interesting point when we were just kind of stuck talking about this is um, the anti-homeless architecture that's been going on. Yeah. I know nothing about that. I've tried finding stuff on that, and it I, I know what it kind of vaguely means you explain to me. I want you to kind of go in depth about that. Yeah, it's sort of like when if you guys are walking downtown, if you're going through a park or you're walking under a bridge and you see or, or near buildings downtown, you'll see things like there's a giant concrete ball that looks like it's there for aesthetic purposes and you're like what the, you know what the hell is that doing there it's so it's not a big space for people to get together and sleep or if you see spikes under a bridge like not yeah, like juts yeah. yeah not like tall spikes but just like they look like they could have been designed there it's so homeless people can't sleep there and that's why largely in parks when you see a like 
I, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. When you, when you see a parked bench and there's like a railing in the middle of the bench yeah. so the seats are divided, oh. it's so people can't sleep on the bench. Okay. And so that sort of stuff, it seems where did you, sinister. Where Did you read this or are you just uh, coming up this with all on your own? Or just no, I... Or are, what, you, are you just observing that you see this architecture? Yeah, no, I've seen this in different cities that I've been to. I've seen pictures of it online as people have used to illustrate this point. It's not something that should be hard how, to how find. Long, how, how, how long, how long, how, Jesus Christ. That is hard to say. How long have you been homeless then? <laughs> see, this is sort of like chicken or the egg question. It's like, when did I grow the hair out? When did I lose my house? Mm-hmm. Probably about the all same time. Yeah, exactly. it all just blends together. As soon as you lose your house, you just automatically become homeless. The hair just comes out, the teeth fall out. <laughs> as soon as you lose your house, you become homeless. That that tends to be how it goes. Good point. <laughs> so yeah, ultimately, when you when you talk about anti-homeless architecture, I think it's sort of... I, I understand why it's done. Let me say that. So I, I understand the aversion that sort of that you express to having, you know, a lot of homeless people in your area and stuff like that. And from a city perspective, an overarching perspective, I get it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it sort of seems like a concrete manifestation of the system keeping people like that down on purpose, in a way. It's how that seems to me. Uh, I gotta disagree with that. A- unless it's too, like, I, I just thought of this, so maybe this line of logic would run into an issue well, somewhere. But I just thought of maybe... You could argue that it's to push them into shelters, kind of like what the street sweeping is. You could, if it was done from a city perspective, but if you're thinking about... Under bridges, that's probably a fair point. When you're looking at buildings, it's just sort of like, like a, a fuck private, that, I don't want them here. Like a private don't, anyway. office. Yeah, doing right, that. exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, don't you... You agree with that, though, right? What do, you, what do you mean? Like, you don't... Like, certain areas, you don't want them there because of potential illnesses, drug use, even violence. I mean, I, just I, think I it's understand like a, it. I just that. think it's like a, a miscalculation of the problem. Yes. Like it's it's yeah. just like you, I agree. It's just like oh, like this homeless person's annoying is like is annoying that I have to look at them. It's just like it's almost just like it's like saying I hate looking that my aunt's bald because she has cancer. It's just like that's well, what I you're think, concerned about. I like, think I think those are. I think you're putting two extremes together. No, but that's the analogy of somebody who's I think missing what the. If you're looking at someone, if you're looking about. at someone that has bald has cancer and you don't want to look at them, you're. You're going to hell on a flying carpet. That's exactly the point he's making. I know, but like that, you can't. I don't think you should be able to compare cancer to homelessness. I just don't think how you like how how you how you view view somebody as cancer is viewing somebody as homeless. Well, no, you don't view them the same. I don't think how it makes you feel should matter. Like this person's homeless. Like who cares if it's like, oh, that person's ugly. Like, yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. So you don't want them there. It, it makes, it makes me uncomfortable because I feel safe my because my, of my safety, not because of yeah. the look. Right? Yeah. You, you guys look dirty. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think any of us were implying uh, a, a safety. Yeah, no, I wasn't saying you yeah. specifically. Like yeah. safety, a safety concern is different. But uh, there's definitely people who are just like, oh, like that's just like nasty. Like, like I don't want to deal with that because it's gross. And it's just like, like you're just totally missing the point. I guess I like you're I wanna... taking a problem and acting like it's your problem. Like it's just like. It's almost as if you're saying, "How dare they be homeless?" Well, that grosses me before out. Before we thought, before you move on, well, I was just going to ask him if I for his thoughts. Yeah, do you, if you pay, if you had a, if you had a business and you had homeless people there, would I mean, you want them there? I mean, that's where the line gets gray. Because no, because it does devalue your like. Yeah. Well, like I don't blame the business owner. Yeah. So who I, does that? I mean, you can only assume so much by looking at somebody. You have to make judgments based off what you know. 
Yeah, and it's like, I don't and know who to blame gonna, for that. You're not going to take a chance on that, I would feel like. You no, can't, and you, you want can't people blame to come work for you. You can't blame the society. You can't blame the architectural design because, one, I got to make sure my business runs. And I got to make sure people come in. And I can't have a homeless guy sitting out front and deterring business from coming in. Yeah, and that's why I don't know who to, like, I really struggle with, like, who to blame for that. Like, I think it's an end. I think the issue is more systemic again because if you're gonna go into like how we're viewing people, if we're gonna put a lot of effort into how we should view homeless people or whatever, it should be more about fixing the problem than how do we, you know, how do we make the issue less so annoying? Less. Just try and fix it. Yeah, yeah. It, exactly. That's what I was trying to say. So. What are, I guess I just want. Your well, I was I was thinking question. the same thing. Like I just think that we should more focus on like how do we get these you know people the help they need, and off the streets, whereas like I just don't think that like doing this architecture helps the problem at all. Yeah, I mean it, it like, avoids the, the issue yeah. for the per like for the private business owner. Yes, yeah. Which is why it's so hard to blame them. But like you said, maybe that means the issue is how we view the homeless. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I should walk by. Like maybe I'm going to going to the sandwich shop. And there's three thousand homeless tents walk as I walk there. Maybe that just shouldn't bother me at all. Like maybe that's the issue is how things are perceived. Maybe I don't know. Like, but it's just like, yeah, and, like and, that and shouldn't it, deter me from going to that business. Like, if there's a hobo outside of business, I mean, I don't think it deters me. It doesn't. Deter, it doesn't deter go. me to a point, but it makes me go the uh, different direction. And if I go a different direction, I might miss out on a new business that has opened up because there's so many there. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's a, I, I, I agree it's a systematic problem to a point, but it's also come down to the individual choices. You, yeah, choose, I mean, you choose to do the right thing. Why doesn't that person do the right thing? You choose not to do drugs because you know what it could do to you. You don't do heroin or meth or, or fentanyl because you know what it could do to you. But, but those people that make those decisions become homeless do. Some or they become do. homeless first. Or they become homeless first. There's, there's that narrative too. There's so there's many also reasons the why opioid people epidemic. go. What? The opioid epidemic. People who've gotten hooked on drugs thanks to having, you know, let's say I had a, a horrific doctor. back injury, yeah. and then they prescribe me too much um, oxy, and then I get addicted to that, and just boom, the problem snowballs. And that is a huge issue. We could have an entire episode on that if yeah, we needed to. Yeah. But that is a huge issue in America today, and a lot of drug addiction is in. You know, suburban middle class people, so, thanks to that issue that I'm talking about. Yeah. So true. I mean, I agree. I agree that that is. I there's so many reasons. I mean, you elaborated early on, like why people become homelessness. So you mostly because it's addiction, correct? Is what you said. A lot. Of, a lot of it is. Yeah. Now, well, is that why? Well, I think is that. I guess. Do you know why they became homeless? Because well, when I asked that, I was just saying. Do you recognize this as a common thing in homeless right. people? It's, it's tough to... I mean, I don't know if anyone knows why someone became homeless. Right, because it, it could have easily started, obviously, after they became homeless, it could have become addicted yeah. because of something that happened. To well, since so at yeah. a certain point, like, I mean, I'd be the type of piece of shit that, like, if I was homeless for, like, a decade, I would just say, okay, well, fuck this. I'm homeless the rest of my life. I'm going to be an alcoholic. Right. And that's depressing to say, but I literally think, like, after years... Of actually trying. If nothing went my way, I would just say, okay, well, I'm not trying. Have you, have you, uh, have you ever had somebody in your shelter, someone you worked with, come out of homelessness and they've come back to you and said thank you? Have you ever had that, or is it they just want you never see him, you never see him again? Um, we have had like calls like that before, like people have called us and said that, but um, it's not very common. What makes it? What makes it not common? Um, I mean, just usually well, when you go out, when you, usually when they um. I yeah, guess I should. Sorry, I'm interrupting, but let me reframe my question. Yeah. 
what's the percentage of people in your organization that come out of homelessness and actually are on their feet? I don't know if I can say like an exact percentage. Um, I would imagine it's very it's, rare. Yeah, it's not it's not that common. Like, well, there are some people that have been homeless, you know, at our shelter for years, and then there are other ones, you know, that are at our shelter for maybe like a couple months and they're able to get on their feet pretty quickly. But it varies by it varies mm-hmm. by person because it varies varies on like their motivation, their like mental health, their um. So just you, where they're at. So can you say that your system's bro- broken? Your systematic process is broken because you're not getting enough homeless people out. I mean, I think there should there should be better like better systems in place. But don't you agree it comes down to the individual, mostly if they're gonna no. want to do this decision or not, to make that decision to to go out of it because you said people two months and they're so out sometimes, versus years. Right, but it depends on you have to meet them where they're at. So like some people's situation is very different, a lot differently. Yeah. Um, than others so like some people it's just a lot harder for them to get out of it because of where they're at mentally or like what they have going on mentally and like their support system and um different things like that they're yeah no i agree i agree i agree at that point i'm asking that question because doc his party loves to say the system is broken systematic racism systematic this well that's not his party he's not a democrat he's you not, not? No, no he's homeless not. i forgot <laughs> But like, he brings up systematic issues a lot, so that's mm-hmm. why I asked that question. But I just find out, I, I'm gonna jump back to, you know, I said I was gonna come back to it um, about the tax. You know, the highest states with the most taxes, you know, are common with people with the most homelessness. These top ten, um, except for two states, are Democrat. I feel like that's correlation, not causation, though. If you could find me one recorded instance of taxes making someone homeless, I'll give you ten bucks. I, well, I think it's causation well, not, the other no, way. No, 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 no. I, I, you're, you're totally missing your... I would say that taxation isn't causation for homelessness. I'm saying taxation is a systematic problem that's not being allocated to the right resources to get okay. out of homelessness. That is that, that's a fair point for sure. Yeah, they have a, these state, a lot of these states have a ton of homeless aid. So, that, oh, well, that's probably why um, people are going. This is, from, this is from, World, that's from worldstats.com, I believe I got it from. Um, and I basically what I did is I pulled up the highest taxes, highest homeless rate, and the highest population. Mm. Um, so the top ten states that have the highest taxes is California, Minnesota, Hawaii, New Jersey, Iowa, Vermont, New York, Maine, Idaho, and Oregon. They have the highest taxes. You know, mm-hmm. um, California is being that state income tax. Wait, it's weighted. Okay. They they break it down income tax. Well, they break it down to weighted and they break it down to income taxes. Okay. Weighted tax California is the highest with eleven and a half percent weighted through all the taxes they have. Income tax, it's 13.3%. Now, that's not, I don't know if that, you know, they just gave me, like, this variation. I didn't really go into depth yeah. how mm-hmm. it broke out, but that's just, like, I guess that would be another weighted average of what the income tax would come out to be. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of ask the question, when you guys are taxed the highest, you know, you guys have technically Hollywood, what, you know, they get taxed a lot, too, based on their income and their salary. Where is this money going? Well, when you think about these gigantic cities like New York City and Los Angeles, yeah, you're pulling in a lot more in taxes, but you have so much more to deal with. Because when you think about a small town, your infrastructure costs will not only be smaller, but they will, they will not grow proportionally. They will grow exponentially. As you get more people, your infrastructural costs will not increase by a certain amount per person. They will get bigger and bigger and bigger. As your city expands, you need to build more things and update more things. Yeah, and it just gets harder and harder and harder to pay for it all. So if we can take a quick step back, when you talk, when uh, Mr. Vlad here <laughs> made a comment as to he thinks it's 
correlation or causation the other way. We didn't really go into that, so I wanted to give well, him a chance to expand on that real quick. I hear what you're saying a lot, Cletus, where it's just like, oh, what? It's weird how all the uh, far-left states are the ones with the most homelessness. Like, oh, they're running their cities into the ground. And I, and I think some cities have clearly gotten worse over time, so there might be some validity well, to that. I... But hold on. But, but it, could be, it could be just, like, it could be the other way. Like, if there's a ton, of, like, homeless people still vote. If there's a ton of homeless and a ton of poor somewhere, well, of, close, of course they're going to vote for the party that they think is going to help them. I didn't, I didn't want to, I want to interrupt you really quick, but I want you to keep going. What I want to say is, like, I don't think these high taxes are draining or killing the city or making them worse. I'm just saying that... It's not working? Like They're obviously not putting it to the right places. I mean, if you look at Nancy Pelosi, I'm going to hate on her because she's an idiot. That's okay. I hate on her, too. <laughs> Poop on her. Uh, if you look at her district, I mean... They have people defecating right in front of people because there's so many homelessness. Yeah. There's hypodermic needles everywhere. They nice. they give um, their taxpayer money is going to pay for hypodermic needles, so homeless people can just go up and get two hypodermic. I don't know the exact number, but I think when I last saw it on the article it was like two hypodermic needles. They can come up and get two of those needles, and your and your taxpayers' money is going to that. Yeah, it's so, going to the homeless, but in the wrong way. But how much of yeah. the taxes are going there? I, I don't. Well, I didn't. I can't really break down California's state tax taxes because they have so many i don't feel like doing that i don't think we have enough time to do that yeah you can't break it down anymore. um but i mean like it kind of just shows like ho- the amount of homelessness the top 10 um one two three four five six seven of the 10 states have the highest homeless counts california leading the league again again there's an asterisk to that because they do have one of the highest pop they have the most population in the union you know mm-hmm. but well, the I know you're going to get to a point here, but I just, I mean, that just kind of proves like, yeah, you're going to have the most homelessness if you have the most population, but it's just, it's like almost 200,000 more than New York, and New York is pretty close to California in terms of population. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know stats off the top of my head. I was going to ask you sort of a conceptual question. Okay. If you had to pay... I don't concede. <laughs> nice. I, I don't. If, if you had to pay, say, call it $5 more a month in taxes... And you know that this money's going to needles, and you have a chance to, one, potentially save someone's life because they would have died of an infection from a dirty needle, or two, keep them out of the hospital, saving money in another way. Would you do it? So you're saying even if you know it's going to, like, a heroin needle, yes. would you still do it? That's actually, I've never thought of that. I think that's, you're having a lot of, that's a pretty big hypothetical yeah, I'm just, yeah, obviously, completely hypothetical. I mean, it's because, to show yeah. where your logic no, 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 is, I, not to actually make a point. Are you guys going to let me explain? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, boss. Mm, okay, thank you. Um, I think it's a pretty vague hypothetical because there's a lot of what-ifs that go into my mind just by hearing that question. One is like if my if $5 a month more than I'm paying out in taxes is going to hypertrophic needles so people don't go to a hospital and associating increasing more costs for the common people to pay for those. Do I want more homeless people dead on the street from ODing? Or do I want more people in the hospital? Is what you're really asking. Odin. Well, because if you're giving them hypodermic needles, you're giving them the resource to then to do more drugs. And if they're doing heroin, or I'm, I, why do you say crystal, more drugs though? Well, like, I mean, why do you assume the amount would change? The amount would change because you have less needles available for them. If you're basically going to reuse though, yeah, they're going to reuse. But if, but like to a point, I mean, then you're then you're 
yeah, there's a lot another whole argument you can make for that. But if you're if my money's going to that, I'm gonna be like, why? Well, I don't want to see. I don't want to see like dead homeless guys on the street. I don't want to see that. But like, I'd rather see them in the hospital. I don't want to see them anywhere. But I don't want to see anyone dead. But I'd rather if you ask that question, I'd rather them go to the hospital. Yeah, and so my yeah, I guess I, assuming the amount of drugs is the same, just all else being equal, would you pay? Yeah, would you pay five bucks a month? Or, or whatever the case may be, so that drug addicts could have cleaner needles, stop dying from infections, potentially maybe stay out of the hospital. Like just I think, I think on a base level. Um, maybe you That's can help. Really interesting. I think you can help me answer this. I think when you when you um, allow more needles out there, you're creating a black market per se of a commodity and a currency. Well, I think we're going way too deep on this. Let's let's just assume they're infinite. No, I'm getting to my point. I'm okay. getting my point is like. That's how that's how people you know come violent because you have things or right you know you see those things you kick them out of homelessness and I'm making an argument like I don't think it's a good thing we should have that because it, you create a basically a currency like in prison how cigarettes are a thing you're basically creating a system to like keep to oppress them by themselves you're not helping them get off the street by giving them more needles I feel like you're making the opposite of a black market because yeah. you're supplying well, what I'm they ma- would I'm get ma- I'm making it I'm making it like a you know, oh, okay. it's kind of like a taboo kind of thing, you know. Probably a taboo would be a better word. But, like, don't you uh, – do, would you agree that if you're giving out more needles, you're more likely to have more di- addicts, you're going to have more issues? Um, I don't, Honestly, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that much. But I think that's a good question that all the viewers should ask themselves is what you uh, – assuming that the money 100% went to clean needles, and let's even assume that they were all going to be used for heroin. Would it still be worth it in your mind because of what you were saying? Uh, it's right. going to save their lives potentially. And and who knows if that would – would they start using more heroin? Or does an addict do anything anyways to use? That's what you don't know. It's like, yeah, like I don't think I don't a heroin addict is concerned about their safety. Well, that's, that's like if they, have a, if they have to use right. a dirty needle, they're probably just going to do it. That's how I would look at it. I, just, I, I mean they, you, you don't want your kids you, – because like homeless people – or people that are addicts, they don't care about who's around them. They can just throw that needle out there. And if, like, Ben Shapiro, um, Ben Shapiro, Joe Rogan, Elon, I'm not, Elon Musk moved for different reasons, but Ben Shapiro's a good example of why he moved out of L.A. because of that reason. Yeah, so is Joe Rogan. And Nancy Pelosi. He, L.A. or, I think, one of the... She's in San Francisco. I know, but, like, another one I'm forgetting his name. He was in Nancy Pelosi's district, and they moved out because of the needles. Because yeah. they, their yeah. kids were playing on a playground, there's needles there. And if you're going to ha- have more out there, you're going to run the risk of kids finding it. And, yeah. I wonder, I mean, but it, would they dispose of them better if they knew they had, a, like, a new clean needle? No. They would hold on to it because they can barter for it. You would That's assume. probably true. Yeah, you can sell it to some. That's what I'm road. saying. It would be a taboo black market, quotes, black yeah, I, market yeah. of taboo and of a new currency. That might exist anyways, needles. though. You don't think that issue wouldn't be somewhat mitigated by a fact where you could get clean needles at no cost? No, I think it b- makes them be a hoarder okay, of needles. Well, okay, so l- mm. let's think about it this way. If there was... There's a black market for guns in Australia, right? Because guns are illegal there. Yeah. If they set up a shop in Sydney where everyone could come in and grab one gun a month for free, that would cripple the black market pretty heavily, right? No, you're you're missing yeah. the point. When a black market is like... A, I'm calling it like... I know your your definition of black market. I'm not explaining my definition of black market very well. I'm just I'm just saying like you create a new and a system within a system of a system of a different currency like the prison system with cigarettes, you know, and 
that. I just don't think that's a good example. Let me see if I'm ex- explaining your viewpoint correctly, okay? Yeah. You're implying that needles, dirty or not, have value. Yes. And that pumping that population full of more needles would increase the value of them. It would make it that with people that could have more of them make them more valuable to get different things out of people, just like money. I don't see how it wouldn't have the opposite effect, though. Yeah, if you're increasing the supply. So I know what you're saying. Sorry, right. I know what you're saying is you basically you're saturating the needle market. So we're like, oh, it's not a big deal. I can just go get it here. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that just makes it more of a commodity and easier to get. And that you don't. Why do you want that in your area? Why do you want to live in an area like that? I just think every possible example you could think of where a commodity is put back in would have the opposite effect. <sighs> like, imagine if. Okay. It depends on what that commodity is, though. You really got to, like. I mean, it's a drug. It's a. Heroin's a very addictive drug. Yeah. And if you're putting more needles out it, yeah, you make it easier for the drug addict to have a cleaner needle, but you give him more chances to do it more often. Dirty needle or not, you just... You, but, you, see, you just, I feel like he's gonna, they're going to do it regardless. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. They're doing it regardless, but then, like, if you flood it more, my point is you're going to... Someone's going to have... Someone's always going to have more of something or better of something. You know, that's my point. Always, somebody's always going to be better at you or something or have more than you or whatever. If you flood it with something, you, you're creating a currency for people to t- just to get what they want out of the drug that drug area. And I don't think you should have that because you're going to pro- not probably dispose. No homeless drug person goes, oh, I need to put this in a, That's probably true. that decontaminating That's probably true. Art, that needle thing that you see in the urgent care ER. They're like, oh, I need to put it there so it goes back to well, being what if- used. They're, no, they're like, oh, fuck, I'm high. Oh, I'm laying there. And then like, they get up and they, they don't know where they are. They could wander off and then they don't know where their shit is. What if that thing, if you put in a needle... It spits out a ticket that you go get another clean needle in. That's some, a lot some of, system like that. That's a lot oh, of that's what, interesting. That's that, a lot yeah, of what yeah. it is. Yeah, that could work too. But then, like, you're not helping them. You're not helping the drug problem. <laughs> that's my. You're not helping the drug problem. No, like, still no, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not. But yeah, to me, that problem. issue is it's not disconnected. But you can't. You can't solve the drug issue with clean needles or without. Like that issue requires an entirely separate solution. Mm-hmm. That. To me, we can have an entire issue, episode on the war on drugs and so forth. Well, so you and so I can talk forever just because... Yeah, yeah. I mean... You're an idiot. My views... <laughs> I mean, that's admitted. In the end, my views support what Oregon has just done in the recent elections, which is the decriminalization of every drug. Absolutely. Yeah, they're oh, still they're is... still illegal, but they're decriminalized. Th- yeah. They're not a felony, is what they think they declassify it to. They're like a like, well, you just you can't get arrested amount. unless you have like a, a certain amount, amount, like the intent to. Hey, that's Joe Biden's dealing though. <laughs> and if you have intent to sell, ago. then you can get arrested. But if you're if you're caught with, I like, still just oh, think this is a night's worth of heroin, whatever that is. Then it's just like, <laughs> like oh well, this person's not going to jail. Yeah, this is a night's worth. Like, just sort of, like that's, sort of that's goes, a new scale. This is two nights, right? This is, yeah. Oh, you got a fucking week's term here. We can't, you're going to jail, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I mean, all kidding aside, like, do you think what Oregon has done, and I'm talking to Duke here, do you think that's going to help? Um, no, I don't think that. I don't think that's necessarily going to help. But I, I also, I guess I don't think it may, really makes a Does it big make difference. Sense? I think it saves like, money. Yeah. It saves your money. I don't think it helps the drug problem. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it saves money, but I don't think it helps the drug I, I, That's... I would pay taxes to have that shit off the streets. I would. I yeah, would. but the war on drugs has failed entirely. So yeah, because because Biden was running it anyway. That's but that's a, like that's saying you think don't that, quote me on that. Yeah, I know, but like that's that's the same reason that I don't think gun control would work. 
is because someone's going to supply it. Yeah. So it's, why it's, not? It's, like, it's, why spend money on arresting these people and then they're still just an addict in jail? And now I'm paying more for the jail. Like now my taxes are going. I mean, to I, jail I just I'd rather I, have them just. I would rather just not see it on the streets because, you know, you don't want kids getting involved. It's, it ruins your life. I've, I've had yeah. friends that have gone into that shit and it ruins their life. I agree, but the thing is that I feel like they're just going to get it regardless. Yeah, you're yeah. going to get it regardless, but if you make the consequences more harmful than the drug, then, well, I mean, again, that's another argument we can make, but mm-hmm. I just think they shouldn't decriminalize drug, certain drugs because it can ruin your life and if uh, ruin other people's life. Again, that comes down to choices. You want to make that choice? Go right ahead. Yeah, so they're I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna But you can't say it. go right ahead and then say they should go to jail if you do it. I, I say go right ahead, be a meth head, and wither away on the streets. I, mean, I, I don't agree. think you should get arrested. I but agree. yeah, you want to ruin your life with meth? Right. I mean, I agree. It contradicts yeah. what I'm saying, but I, I just. I, I mean, part of me doesn't want it on the street, but part of me is like, if you want to fuck your life up, go yeah. fuck your life yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, that's the conflict, I yeah, guess. Yeah, definitely. But it's not definitely not an effective way to deal with it. It's just arresting everybody that's doing it. Yeah, well, yeah. it actually turns into the opposite. Right. Exactly. As we've seen with yeah. the Mexican drug cartel and whatnot. Soon they'll have drug Ubers. In yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you no, should hop on that and make dollars. No, they just decriminalize it. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> We're just going to give you one night's worth of heroin. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, you, like you said. Legal would mean you can go to I'm making Walmart a joke what you said because you're like, oh, the cops said this is a, <laughs> this is a one night's of yeah, heroin. Yeah, I, I know you know this, but that's something that... Viewers, I think most of our viewers are no, but if you don't, like, illegal, something being legal and decriminalized are not the same thing. Like, because being legal is how weed is in Colorado. You can literally buy it at stores, like, that the government is licensing them to do it. Being decriminalized means that if you get caught with, like, a small amount of meth, you're not going to jail. I mean, obviously, if you're caught with the amount that you're obviously going to sell it, then you go to jail. But, like... Yeah, anyway. It's pretty much saying... Decriminalized means you can do it if you want without getting punished. I don't know where you're going to buy it. I mean, you're going to find somebody, but... Meth yeah. R us. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still on subject of decriminalization as a whole? Yeah, we're pretty much done. Just fucking done talking to you guys. You guys make me want Did to someone mention... You guys look so dirty. I can what were, smell you guys. So what like, were the points honestly. for decriminalization that I missed? Well, you missed a lot because you were shooting up in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic. Anyway, we just want to thank our viewers and everyone that's listening. Uh, you know, keep in, keep in mind that we do donate donate our proceeds to the show. Half our proceeds go to animal shelters or homeless shelters. We want to thank Duke for coming on the show and giving his expertise, knowledge, and hands-on experience. Uh, please check out our, uh, our Facebook page. Or simply searching the Cleese and Vlad show on Spotify. Thanks again, everybody. Before we go, is there anything that you want to say to end off the episode as your guest? Any charity that you want to mention that we should donate our proceeds to directly that you have in mind or no? You just God, want to typical liberal. Oh, t- t- taking my thunder, man. <laughs> thanks for having me on the show, though, Cletus. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching, guys. See ya.